Sean. If Les Miles beats everybody but Alabama, I think he stays. Creel. Dang, clean up that office. Dang. Because he ain't going to be around no more. Hankins. Jesus Christ. We're going to lose this game. We're going to lose a game Got from it. 2007. Somehow, we're going to blow this. Got a flag. Tell him, got a flag. Damn, these are some good sun chips. I should buy these more often. Uh, Florida? Georgia? Florida? Florida? Now my daddy, my daddy coached the Dolphins. I don't know if I really like sushi or if I really like soy sauce. Ever heard of that Panther fan who growls at the YouTube video? Hey, Saban, what about this? the darkest time in throw the flag network history Ooh, not wow. not since the taco bell kfc disaster that almost <laughs> derailed our entire endeavor <laughs> oh baby hankins is running on fumes no one knows where i am Mm-mm. and creel creel's doing fine as, as i'm doing okay i had uh for lunch today i had the five dollar box from taco bell <sighs> Cheap plug. Have you had and the, then the, the, the nacho, new the, the new the nacho, nacho fries? fries or whatever? How are, How are they? They're just okay. I give them yeah. like a B. Yeah, sure. I have uh, just one question because I know I know Creel's got a tight sixty that we got to fit into right here. Um, mm, I love a tight sixty in a five dollar box. Hey. <laughs> um, has there ever been a romantic comedy where two people? Fall in love in the capital of South Korea, and it's called Soulmates. <laughs> no, but they should have that song uh, from Hanging with Mr. Cooper that goes, I'm a soul man. See, that's da, another da, da, thing. Da, 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 da. That's another thing. There could be like a Tom Selleck, Mr. Baseball thing where instead of Japan, he goes to Korea, South Korea, and he's a soul man. <laughs> well, one of the lyrics in Where in the, I have a feeling where we in the probably got is, that. Well, or, yeah. Or Donald Trump uh, declares war in North Korea, accidentally Ooh. kills everybody except for one person in South Korea, and that person is the sole survivor. That could work. That could work. There's a lot to go with here. Episode 58 <laughs> of Throw the Flag. We are ending. I think we're ending our internationally sensational offseason segment. Kind of sad when you get right down to it. <sighs> a little something uh, we like to call rating the coaches. We don't have any other football news, right? No college football news. I haven't. Is that why? It, is that why it's so dark? Is that this is the end? There's this there's is... nothing between now and in July. We got we got something cooking up for okay for okay our listeners. Uh, we have we have experienced a very large tick up in our in our previous uh, eps. Uh, maybe it was the Big Twelve. I think we had a lot of uh, Iowa State fans really like our it's probably uh, all those great corrections you did. Yeah, <laughs> the Calvin Johnson Memorial Correction Corner. People love when you correct people. Oh, it's, the, it's America's favorite thing, actually, baby. Uh, this is going to be the last, is this the last episode we're on our blog talk? 
Yes, this is it. It's, this is it. it. Also, you know, it's a lot of last, man. It's kind of sad. That was this feed has shepherded us mm-hmm. for over a year now. Wow. Through snow and rain and darkness. Um it shepherded us through a national championship loss and a national championship victory. True story. Mm, sunrise, um, sunset. Sunrise, sunset, but we're graduating into that sweet, sweet pine crest yonder. If you have listened to Throw the Flag since the beginning or in the in the first year, and you have not switched over to our new feed, Throw the Flag Football, uh, go ahead and do that now. The next episode you hear on this channel will be a reminder to do that. So that'll be next week. You can find us on ttfnetwork.com. You can listen to us wherever podcasts can be accessed. We are taking on the coaches of the Sex Eastern Conference. How did our promo turn out? <laughs> it is a Sex Eastern Conference. <laughs> Fantastic. Creel, you sound like you want to say could, something. Could you just take a look at the spreadsheet and tell me the uh, – what is is that the right spelling of – the coach for Mississippi State's I don't name. think so. Um, yes, not that I am. I am not correct. It is 100%. I, am, I, I figured you were right. It is a hundred percent. I figured you were right because, and I just wanted to really get tickled by that. I think Sean was trying to write J Moore Head. <laughs> oh, Craven. I think actually, Craven. actually, maybe right. it's not. No, it's M O O R. Yeah, 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 uh, yeah. Oh, well, uh, speaking oh, of, let's dive right into. Johnny did a typo. Matt's tight sixty. With Joe Moorhead of Mississippi State. Hey, before before we jump into Moorhead, can you go over how we would rank oh, him? I always forget. I always, you know what, Creel? That is Creel's keep keeping him honest. Memorial keeping him honest corner. Uh, as listeners know, and we've rated four other conferences thus far, four other conferences and right. Notre Dame and Army, we have a seven-tier rating system. <laughs> The ever-growing rating system. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think it's it was five last bit. year. It was yeah. five last year, but this year we uh, we added rename the stadium. So that's your sired in the uh, your fired parlance. <laughs> uh-huh. And no, 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 that one was once you retire. Mm-hmm. Oh, once you retire. <laughs> right. Um, and of course, we added uh, the very first one that, that we're going to start with: brick through the window. That's a zero. That's the worst you can get. Not only the are you fired, worst. but Get out of here. We're throwing a brick through your window, as it's called. Soul man. That is the lowest. Um, we're ascending or descending from this point. Well, because I started with zero, I'm right. I, if I were a betting man, I'm going to say that we are going to ascend. Ascend, okay. Okay. Uh, number one is back up the moving trucks. Beep, beep, beep. Get the heck out of here. We haven't thrown a brick through your window. But you if fired. You co- if, if you coach another season, we probably will. You fired. Number two, you're not fired yet. But you know who is fired? But it's getting there. You know who is fired? The coordinators. Uh, they're fired. <laughs> number three is stay the course. And this could be for any number of reasons. You know, if, if we think you're properly valued, if you just started and you haven't coached a game yet, or if you just coached one season and you coached at expectations, we're staying the course on you. We want to see what, what comes out of you next year. We're excited or we're not ready to fire you yet. So that is probably the largest, the, the most uh, girthy tier mm. that we have. Mm. 
Number four, we're going to extend your contract. You've been you've been uh, uh, impressing us. We want you around for a long time. If somebody tries to poach you from us, we're going to make them pay. Gotcha, gotcha. Hankins, what do you think of the uh, Death Wish remake with Bruce Willis? Um, and uh, um, please phrase your answer without <laughs> without using the Jeff Goldblum <laughs> quote in the original. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, uh, I gotta say, uh, it didn't really seem rapey enough for me. <laughs> Number four, uh, extend the contract. Number five. Gosh, we love you around. We love you so much. We want to keep you around even after you're gone in a granite or concrete or brass or iron or really on any of the heavy metal variety. We're going to build a statue. Right. So that's of pretty you. good, but of it's not the best. Or of anybody you want us to build a statue for. Gotcha. Number so that's six. a five on the scale. That is the okay. number five. Mm-hmm. Um. We toyed with the idea of adding another one. We're going to make you AD when you're done coaching. That's that's probably going to be a 4.5, but we'll tackle that next season. <laughs> Number six. I'd like to have that be called AD's Nuts. AD's Nuts. Got it. Number six. We're going to rename the stadium after you. The Bill Snyder Memorial rename the stadium. You, so that is you. that is as high as it gets. It's as high as it gets. Ain't none higher. Ain't can't, none higher than a six. Can't stop, won't stop. Matt Moorhead. I mean, Joe Moorhead. <laughs> Craven Moorhead. <laughs> in Miss, in uh, fir- first year of Mississippi State is next year. 44 years old. He came over as uh, uh, the previous offensive coordinator at Penn State. Pin rape. And this, everybody seems to be very pleased with this hire. This is one of the, uh, I would say probably the second most, the the second uh, most exciting hire if you're polling every nationally known uh, sports writer in the SEC. Um, I, you know, Penn State's been very good <laughs> on, on the offensive side of the ball over the past couple of years. Moorhead's big, been a big part of that. Um, he, his only head coaching experience is, uh, at Fordham university where he went 38 and 13. That's pretty good. Mississippi States, uh, paying him $2.7 million. He is 44 years old. I think if you lose Dan Mullen as they did and you pick up Joe Moorhead, I, you know, that's, that seems to be as good as you're going to get as Mississippi State. Yeah, I can just imagine the the signs and whatnot whenever there's a game day or some sort of SEC Now remote in Starkville. It's going to say two things. First is more cowbell, more head. Go ahead and print the T-shirts. Just go ahead and start the printing press because that is a gold mine. Uh, Like Sean said, everything for this guy is pointing upwards. Uh, He's a young guy. He steps into a pretty good situation. The expectations aren't out of this world. Uh, Dan Dan Mullen was always made that program respectable, and as long as Moorhead does that, he can stay there for as long as uh, as he wants to. So I think this is a good hire. Uh, but since he's new, we're just going to stay the course. So that is a solid three for me. But I want residuals on that T-shirt idea. So <laughs> yeah, I'm sure they haven't already thought of that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Starkville. 
Starkville student sullen over Mullen, but love more head. Now that's um, a good one too. <laughs> yeah, it's fair. a three, obviously. I am not nearly as high on this as other people are. Um, I feel, I mean, there's not a lot of age difference between Mullen and, you know, and, and him. I don't know. I just, I'm not impressed by Joe Moorhead. I feel like, I feel like Mullen had got that program to a position where they could have realistically expected a little bit more out of this coaching search. But, you know, the time it, it happened and as much was going on, maybe it was the best they could do. Um, I don't see it shaking up the landscape much. So yeah. is that just a solid a solid three for you, Hankins, or are you? It's a, a faltery. It is a it is a faltering three. Oh my! Okay. Already ready to fire the coordinators. <laughs> uh, well, let's so. let's uh, let let's let's go over to um, let's go over to Dan Mullen at Florida um, with uh, you know I it wasn't a surprise for me. I mean that was Florida's number one target in in their coaching search. Everybody is head over heels about him. He's 45 years old. Um, he, you know, he was 8-4 and four last year at, at Mississippi State, but he made Mississippi State a dangerous team that could knock on the door of the playoffs. Uh, they were number one for a number of weeks. Very politely, though. They very would, they would be very polite in how they knock. Anyone home? It was not an it was not an aggressive knock at all. Anyone home? <laughs> uh, you know, Dan Mullen went sixty nine and forty six uh, <laughs> at Mississippi State. He goes home to Gainesville as the oh god defensive coordinator at Florida. He was he was the OC. He was the Dan OC. Mullen OC. Um, they're paying him six million dollars in Florida. He's forty five years old. Everybody loves him, but you know, first year, stay the course. If if you're paying him six million dollars, I'm not losing my mind over you until you actually produce some. I don't know how well he's going to do, but you know. Well, I think that that's the key thing here is for for right now, it's a stay the course. But he's got to turn that thing around, and he's got two years because I think Florida fans expect being very very competitive. Uh, they were in the SEC championship game two years in a row. Yeah. Uh, then they had a, a bad season this year. But once when they look uh, right across the border and they see what Kirby Smart has done at Georgia in two years, uh, they saw Nick Saban turn it around at Alabama. I think that the pressure is going to be going to escalate very quickly. He's going to have a one-year honeymoon period, and then all bets are off. Um, because I think that the the pressure will be on. So this year will be a Dan Mulligan for him. Uh, but he should be able to figure out after it this year. Well, what we'll if, see what happens. Let, let, let's say let's say Dan Mullen, because, I mean, let's be clear, the, the SEC East is still Georgia and everybody else. That's correct. And let's say for the next two years, Dan Mullen loses one SEC game. Next year, in, in 2018, 2019, and both those years, it's to Georgia, and they don't make it to the SEC. They don't even make it to the SEC championship game. For two right. Years. What's, what, what are the three of us talking about Dan Mullen going into 2020, even if he's 10-2, and 11-1 in the offseason, but they can't make it, they, they can't make it to the, the, 
SEC championship and they don't make it into the playoffs because as we all know, that is a, that is a possibility. Well, I will still be beating the drum that I want this dude as my head coach. Look at what he's done. He took over Florida and he, he's made him into a, a competitor. So I will still be on that Mullen bandwagon. What really just depends on how he's winning. If the offense gets fixed, he is for every touchdown they score over, you know, 21, that is that's probably another month he gets to live worry-free. Yeah. That is the problem at Florida for two coaches now. Two separate coaches couldn't fix the offense, and so if he can fix the offense, um he can essentially do what he did at Mississippi State for probably three or four years before it gets really problematic. Yeah, he tra- he uh, he developed Tim Tebow. Um, was he there for Chris Leak? I don't want to assume he was just there for kids. Mm, else does. I don't know. Was he? <laughs> I'm not. I can tell you who's not going to weigh in on that. I can guarantee you that. Um, was but he- yeah, that's a three for me as well. Um, and I think it's a pretty. I think I think they got the guy they had to have. Um, oh, yeah. I think Florida was Home in a position high. where they needed as much stability and just a familiar face. And I think Dan Mullen is quietly really good with whatever fan base he has. I think he'll be fine. Um, I don't know that he'll get them to the national power that they were, um, but I think he'll be fine. Do Do you lose any respect for the guy because of – a month removed from him signing the papers to move to Canesville that he was saying, I'm here at Mississippi state for the long haul. This is where I'm at. I I've never been more excited to be anywhere in my entire life, et cetera, et cetera. Not as Alabama fans. I don't because I'd be a giant fucking hypocrite. If I, if, if I was I against mean, him for that, it's a difference between spurning a college team and spurning the Miami. If you say I'm not going to be the coach of Alabama, and then you're the coach of Alabama, um, it's the same principle. But I mean, I don't, I don't begrudge him anyways. Even though I don't, I don't think the two are necessarily mutually exclusive. Maybe he did really enjoy his time at Starkville. Do you feel bad for Mississippi um, he, State fans? I always feel bad for Mississippi State fans <laughs> in every situation. They I just, I really like those folks. They've been very nice to me. Starkville doesn't have a lot of ATMs. <laughs> They don't. I remember that. They don't. I remember that about my trips to Starkville. <laughs> How much cash money do you need in Starkville that you got to go to these ATMs all the time? Well, the dollar. You're to, making it rain in Stark Vegas. They their uh, their actual uh, municipal currency are uh, half biscuits. Oh, so, I see. At the time, it was like a peso <laughs> to dollar ratio. Yeah. Um, but dollars were the pesos. Those half biscuits were at a premium. So I was I was having to go to an ATM. I, I I think they only took cash for like a shirt that I wanted or like inside the stadium or something like that. This was two thousand nine. Uh-huh. John Parker Wilson wasn't having a good uh, a good year. <laughs> yeah, neither was I. See. Well, let's keep it in the East. Going down, going up the line. We t- we talked about Kirby. Uh, this uh, he's going into his third year. He's man. He was really young when he started with Saban. <laughs> he is forty two mm-hmm. years old right now. Um, SEC champion, two thousand seventeen. It took overtime for them to lose the national championship. He is twenty one and seven in two years at Georgia. 
and they're paying him $4 million a year, which is kind of nuts. Um, I think that that's only going to go up. I'm going to extend the contract on Kirby. When he wins a national championship, we're building a statue because that does not come often in Athens, Georgia. <laughs> As it is in Athens, it is in the Hankins house. Just does not come often. Um, but oh no. my. <laughs> Sean, I think you're... <laughs> When I, I agree with you. When I said you were running on fumes, <laughs> I didn't know you were running on fumes. Ah, cha, 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 cha. No, <laughs> no I, I agree with you all except the score. I'm going to keep it as a three right now just because um, I think he's going to be fine, but I need to make sure that Kirby can perform in the spotlight too. Um, I didn't see anything from him that indicates that he probably wouldn't be able to. He did go out and sign one of the best recruiting classes in Human recorded history, not just this year. Yeah. Um, but, you know, having Chubb and Michelle come back next year, I don't think I can really put a, a, a tangible value on that. So having those guys not be in the program, I'm going to keep my eye on them just to make sure that things don't get wacky. I don't think they will, but I'm just going to hold steady. I, it, and another thing with that is, even if somebody comes for Kirby, he's at the dream job. So he ain't going nowhere anyways. Yeah, I mean I I don't know where he would even go. Exactly. I couldn't I can't I can't picture him coaching anywhere else. Yeah, Hankins, you bring up a lot of good points. Um I, I think I've said this before. I, I remember saying a lot last year, like, you gotta do it twice to to impress me. And what he did this past year was fantastic. Um but I sort of see some teams in the East that are gonna be uh, competitive with them more so than they have been in years past. I think Tennessee has an upgrade. Uh, Florida has a clear upgrade. South Carolina is getting better every year. Um, so if he can win the East one more time, we'll extend that contract and, you know, uh, increase that salary by like 50%. But for now, it's just going to be a three. You got to do it twice to impress me. I for every <laughs> For every coach that... Far and if you can come twice, it really impresses me. For every coach that far exceeds expectations their first and second year, I want to see Matt Creel do a complete shot-for-shot remake of Shania Twain's music video for That Don't Impress Me Much. <laughs> that Don't Impress Me Much. And I think that's um, a great I will be, product. I will be a Patreon subscriber if we can get that. <laughs> I think that's great content for Creel to to put up there um, is that the song where she's she's like in the futuristic roller coaster uh she's wearing like a leopard print like parka uh it's the song where she's like so you're brad pitt that don't impress me much well, i'm thinking so of i'm gonna get you it's a matter you. of time i don't know if that's shania twain oh that might be the uh Oh, goodness gracious. It's been so long. It's been like 15 years since that song was on the radio all the time. By the way, a couple couple of friends of of mine saw Shania Twain in concert last year. I hear she still got it. And from the pictures, she still got it. Hey. I saw her on Broad City, and I can confirm. Mm. Love Shania. Ah. (laughs) 
Let's All right, go. guys, keep it in the pants. What is let's, going on? Let's hop Heavy breathing podcast. needs to end. Let's do, we do a weird podcast. Yeah. <laughs> I am just imagining. So Hankins is on how, how, how much sleep right now, Hankins? Uh, I'm rocking about a, a hard four. A hard four um, in the but, past 24. Yeah, but that's. But it's a hard seven over the past forty-eight. So, Ooh. oh my god! One time, Hank <laughs> and came to factor visit. in. Uh, give me a tack on uh, twelve hundred miles of driving to that. <laughs> Jesus Christ! To St. Louis and back in the past forty-eight hours. One time, Hankins came to visit me in D.C. We saw Bob Dylan at the Patriot Center in uh, Fairfax, Virginia, and then we drove back to uh, North Alabama. And I was like, ah, oh, it's cool. I can drive. I can totally drive. And I think mm-hmm. I had been up for like 30 mm-hmm. hours straight or something like that. And uh, you're like, Hank and suggested that we just get a hotel. And I'm like, that's, that's, a, that's a pretty good idea. Because I've been hallucinating for like the past 45 <laughs> minutes <laughs> looking at this passenger seat. And I, I, and I had offered to drive. Um, and we pulled into like the little like you know circular like roundabout whatever uh, in, in in front of the hotel, and there was like a Vespa, um, uh, like parked on the side, and I just said out of nowhere, "And that's a rabbit." <laughs> Honest to God, I thought it was like the Donnie Darko Frank or whatever the hell it's a called, giant rabbit, a mm. giant rabbit. So, um, oh. welcome to Inside Joke Corner that nobody talks about. Let's go to the SEC West. Ed Orgeron in technically, uh, I, you know, with this voice, I am a much better. You Orgeron actually are. You could really pull it off. Even uh, hit us with it. Yeah. Uh, Same we doing a good job down there, paying out doing the Tigers when they come to fall to play. Everything we want to do with Louisiana is Orgeron. It's Boudin, Boudin, <laughs> uh, Boudin. Ed Orgeron. I don't care what you. There it is. I forgot. I, I, there's a there's a rasp. I forgot. Oh, there it is. I, now I'm in there locked in. You know, I fired my offensive coordinator. We just wasn't getting the job done, but we got to find something to do to make the Tigers successful because that's what we are. We're Tigers here, and a Tiger don't give up. A Tiger fight. A Tiger bite. A Tiger right. Ed Orgeron, <laughs> LSU, Boudin, Boudin. LSU fired their coordinator, their offensive coordinator, Matt Canada, which is what. I imagine some people call Matt Hankins based on his love for <laughs> hockey, <laughs> Kathleen Edwards, the tragically hip, and mm. poutine. Ooh, my sweet thing. Uh, Ed Orgeron, 56 years old, 9-4 and four last year at uh, LSU. 6-2, six 6-2 two, six two the past two years because he was an interim coach at USC and LSU in 15 and 16, respectively. Overall at LSU, he is 15-6. and six. The fan base seems to love him. He's making three and a half million. I guess stay the course, but only because I I am swayed just because the fan base seems to love him so 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 much. But you know, nine and four is is great for LSU where they are in their in the program's trajectory right now. But I mean. You got to think if they're if they don't stage that comeback against Auburn in the second half last year, they're eight and five. There are a couple close ones. I mean, they lost to Troy last year. That's true. Golly, that seems crazy when you say it, but man, you're right. There, <laughs> oh man, that's crazy. I I don't know why I am forever low on Ed Orgeron. I am always a sell because I think because he has failed up. 
as good as anyone is, in he coaching. Failed out at, he failed out in Oxford. He he took over USC because Lane Kiffin got left at the airport. He couldn't keep the job at USC. I mean, they gave it to an unproven Clay Helton, even though Ed Orgeron went six and two with the team. But going six and two with the team after they fired LSU, uh, Les Miles was apparently okay for LSU. So I don't know. I'm I'm biased because I I, I don't like the guy. <laughs> I I don't like LSU. So I I am trying to be very charitable, and I'm gonna say stay the course. This is a hard one for me because I. Uh, well, I guess it isn't hard. This is this is a two for me. I know he already wow. fired Matt Canada. Well, he already did fire the coordinator, so you're not wrong. <laughs> with as much talent and resources that they have, uh, for the highs that they have, they beat Auburn. Uh, throw that in with the lows, which is to lose to Troy. They played an abysmal bowl game against Notre Dame, which they should have won it six different times and still piddled, up, piddled out a loss at the end. I, this isn't going to end well. It's going to be the same Les Miles sort of trajectory where every year he stumbles into a good win but then follows it up with some head-scratching losses, and they will get tired of him. His his bit and his gimmick of being folksy and being Cajun, that will, won't last much longer uh, I'm, if he doesn't win, and I don't think he's going get to enough, get enough wins to sustain it. Uh, so... I honestly think of all the coaches that are in the SEC, he's going to be the next one to get the axe. Wow, that's a hot take. Get on the record. So yeah, it's a I two mean, for me. So. It's 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 fine if you if you fit in the culture like a hand in a glove. Sure. That's sure. great, but you you, you got to do like a crawdad <laughs> and a poke sack. <laughs> and a poke right. sack. Right. Six and two and, and nine and four the, the, are are not bad records for your first two years, for your first one and a half years. But at the same time, there's just not a lot to be excited about. LSU might have the most dismal quarterback picture in the SEC, oh, yeah. along with Tennessee and South Carolina. I the mean, craziest like thing a is, gator in a swamp bait trap. is just with, <laughs> with any sort of when – you, when you look at the talent, whenever they show a number of active players in the NFL, and it's like LSU is near the top, there is no reason that they should be – that they should uh, expect to do anything worse than 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 a ten win season every year. I yeah. think uh, they really have to look in the mirror and say we made the very we made the the quick decision on Orgeron instead of shopping it out. Um, he was just like the, the testicles and, of an Alabama fan and a sleeping tigerbacker's cheek. Ooh, wow! <laughs> I I just he he is it. There just doesn't seem like there's a lot rattling around in his brain. Like if they played Oregon and he looked at the scoreboard, he comes off as the kind of person. He think he was winning. That huh. would Why be confused. I think they misspelled my name. What are they doing? They misspelled my name. Why is the tiger trying to beat me up? I love the tiger. Hankins, what's your damn number? Um, I think you guys are. 100% right with your essentially your predictions for what's going to happen at LSU. But if I am the brass at LSU, I think I give him an extension. Whoa. Wow. Um, from the standpoint that I do not want people thinking as as you guys are thinking. I want to go above and beyond 
to prove to the fan base and to the recruiting base, nope, we are with this dude, we're behind him. I point to the 10-3 and three consecutive records and say that's two 10-win seasons. Um, we're on the come up. Uh, we made the changes that we needed to make to get better. We're going to get better. And I point also to the fact that all LSU has to do to buy themselves a tremendous amount of time as far as the their uh, patience that people will have for them, beat Alabama once. Yeah. Just beat Alabama. That would one get time. In four or five years easily. It would. I agree. It, it really would. Um, so Do that, I, I, y'all, I agree with y'all. Um, Arkansas is their, was their yeah, rival the before, before they got competitive with Alabama, yeah. you know, because the tide don't lose in Baton Rouge. That was, yeah, yeah. I mean, Alabama's always been a rival there, but before it got Rouge, really tight, it was Alexander. the boot. Yeah. But yeah, that's what I'd do. Boudin. That is interesting. We have a, a two, a three, and a four. So that's a. I'd also change the range. name to the Boudin Bengals, too, but that's just me. Mm, <laughs> yeah, definitely. I would only build a statue for Ed Oregon if it was made out of Boudin. <laughs> Somebody's wasting a golden opportunity. To pull that, that's a major marketing stroke if somebody will just pull that off. For some reason, every time Hankins says Boudin, the song, the Bob Dylan song, You're Gonna Make Me Lonesome When You Go, pops in my head uh, because of the line, things were like Verlaine's and Rimbaud. Boudin and Rimbaud are two different things. One's a sausage, (laughs) one's a French philosopher. Um, Going back to the SEC East. Mine was like Boudin and Gumbo. One of the many, many, many new coaches in the SEC. In fact, one of five new coaches in the SEC, which is goddamn incredible to think about. Jeremy Pruitt, Alabama's former defensive coordinator, the new coach at Tennessee, after an excruciatingly painful and long coaching search. Not really long in the grand scheme of things. I think it was a month or, or or six weeks. But just the... Rejection after rejection after snafu after possible lawsuit from a Rutgers coach after another rejection, etc. They finally, I think, hit a home run with Jeremy Pruitt, uh, a very well-respected coach and recruiter. Recruited, um, I, th- I think he recruited Tua at... Alabama, even though Which is even the though weirdest. I don't even understand. <laughs> it is it is very weird how a defensive coach has recruited a lot of offensive. He's he's recruited a lot of offensive stars to Alabama, which is very weird. But forty three years old, uh, they're paying him almost four million dollars a year. Everybody seems very excited. My my rule with this, you know, un, unless you're, I, I don't know who I hate as much as Matt hates Lovey Smith, but. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, unless you're the equivalent of that for me, you're going to be a three if you haven't coached a game yet. Yeah, same here. I don't think he's necessarily the home run that you think he might be, but he's a strong, uh, a strong uh, gap double, I think. Um, and certainly, um, having the trash can that they had last year coach the team would have been an improvement over Butch Jones. So I mean, yeah, it's a three. <clears throat> 
you know, trying this to fit is... this into a tight 60, we, we just have to, like, on another day, we really got to talk about what Tennessee <laughs> did in 2017 again. Sorry, well, I have another t-shirt. I was going to say I have a t-shirt idea for the University of Tennessee. I don't think they're a Nike school, uh, but if just they were, they, they are an Adidas school. They should have t-shirts that say, just prove it. I was going to say, <laughs> I was going to say, prove it's getting hot in here. That's pretty good too. That'll work. Don't the only problem I have with this is he's a virgin head coach. He's mm. O and O. O and O, O and O, O and O. O and O. He's got no chance. It's a tight sixty, Creel. That's a tight sixty. It's very tight this record. I mean he is he's a, he his record is Going over to the SEC West <sighs> another Kind of newbie, uh, even though he coached the majority of games in Oxford after. <laughs> you remember when Hugh Freeze just got fired two weeks into the season because he had an insatiable hunger for ho- for hookers? Matt Luke, the offensive line coach, was promoted to uh, HBC at Mississippi at Ole Miss. He is six. He was six and six last year. It's his only head coaching gig ever. He's forty one years old. He's Paid three. He's being paid three million dollars a year. He was officially named the official head coach, not just interim. Very quickly after Mississippi's season ended, and this Hankins put it best by surmising that the only reason why they did that is because they know there are more sanctions coming, and. They're just—they're resigned to be absolute dog shit for the next two to three years, or more. Yeah, th- this is this is just a uh, this guy got us through. Uh, we'll take a flyer on him, and if he works out, that's great because he knows that uh, we were with him when he had nobody else like on his side or anybody coming after him. So it's fine. Just hold on to this guy for a little bit. See if he can uh, keep everybody afloat. And uh, so that's a solid three, with the caveat that oh, uh, if I'm if I'm the athletic director at, at the University of Mississippi, uh, we change this dude's name because I don't like people with uh, a first name and a last name when both are technically first names. So he's gonna have to change either his first name to a real last name or his last name to a real last name. Especially, if you get what I mean. Especially when both names are books of the gospel. Yeah, no, he's got a. I mean, what's his middle name? To... Mark John. Yeah. <laughs> take fucking that, Matt Luke. Yeah, take it. Just take it. Just fucking take it. Uh, Just take uh, it. So you're giving him a three. That's a three. More like Matt Luke warm. Oh, um, because <laughs> all <laughs> but yeah, it's a three. He needs to stand there and not get in trouble take the punches and uh, get as many $3 million from them as he can Mm -hmm. for as long as they're on probation, save his money, and enjoy his life after this. I am kind of curious what what Colonel Reb has to think about this this situation. (laughs) Unavailable for comment tonight, boys. I can tell you that right now. When I I think I think uh, I, I think with the amount of sleep that Hankins has had, he only had the uh, the energy to call one of our friends. Sure, sure. And that was Ed Oregon. 
Mm-hmm. Ed Oregon, I got, but uh, Colonel Reb, no, I, <laughs> no. I feel like Colonel Reb might really say some things tonight that would get us in some trouble. <laughs> I was, I legitimately torn between a one and. A he three. is living in a post Black Panther world, and I have heard him do some ranting. Maybe, maybe Colonel Reb went to see the movie and he and he had an epiphany. I mean, anything could happen. My dad DVR'd Roots tonight, so. Um, I was legitimately caught between a one... He's going to cut it off after the first hour, though. <laughs> I was kind of saying. Uh, in between... I'm sorry. I stepped all over your joke. That's it, my bad. In between... I, I was really in between a one and a three for Matt Luke, just because... Okay. I mean, are you serious? You're going to keep this guy, but... I mean, it's Mississippi. Dude, there's nothing... There, There's... There's nothing they can do. They're dead in the water. They're dumb quarterback transferred on them. There's just there's nothing that can be done. Who was the coach in um, Mississippi stay the when course. Eli Manning was there? That was David Cutcliffe. David Cutcliffe. Yeah. And they cut him off the second he had a losing season, and they've been spinning since. So, Except for the two years when they beat Alabama, but, you know. <laughs> what We got trophies for those years. What did they mm-hmm, get? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Boo. Yeah. <laughs> Suckers. Flipping back to the East, uh, Vanderbilt Commodores. This is... Before you go any further, Sean, let me just say. Please. Vanderbilt coach is a three in perpetuity for me. <laughs> no matter who he Regardless? is or what he's done, he's just a three. <laughs> what if... What if uh... I mean, what if you're James Franklin right before, right before uh, Penn State nails him? Three. What? Yeah, James Franklin's another coach who needs to change one of those names. <laughs> Two first names. Hate it. Get rid of one of them. It's like Jerry. I'm Judy. ready to make Franklin a last name that has been used. I, I think I think Franklin is a last name, but it's been co-opted by first name people. Oh, uh, okay. I think yeah. What is uh, Creel? What is your stance on Jerry Judy? Even though his last name isn't, isn't J U D Y, it's like J E U D Y. So well, it's that's not weird because spelled like Jerry, the first name. Jerry and Judy can both be male and female names. Like Judy you know, Jerry cannot Seinfeld. be a male name. Judy uh, can absolutely not be a male name. You ever heard that know. song? Hey, Judy. <laughs> You know, the, from the Beatles? Yeah, that's definitely the, the name of the song. <laughs> uh, I think I'm fine with him because that Judy, like you said, is spelled weird. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. Well, Jerry Judy so. gets a reprieve. Derek Mason, he he was 5-7 and seven last year, 6-7 uh, and seven the year before that, 4-8 and eight the year before that. He's 18-31 and 31 at Vanderbilt, but it is Vanderbilt. He makes $2 million a year. I think people love him. Uh, I'm giving him a 3. And Hankins has said that he already got Already it. in. And, oh. you know, props for being the coach that can win in a fight. Yeah. I look up and down this I look up and down this list. I got Derek Mason in a fight with any of these coaches. So that is a that is a three and a star. Yeah, he definitely still hits that bench press. Uh he, he's popping out of that shirt, man. He mm. he uh he looks he easy. looks pretty fit. Take it easy. <laughs> uh that's a it's a three for me also. Uh it would be nice if they were a tad more competitive. Uh, when they played Alabama this year, their wheels just got blown off. 
Uh, Why? Do you remember when everybody was legitimately cautiously optimistic about Vanderbilt versus Alabama? I do remember, and it ended like within three minutes of gameplay. So I I missed it. I was dry, I was on the road. It was it was over before I even flipped on the TV. Yeah, because so I, yeah. I was watching. It, ha- it happened very quickly. Car. It got to like within the very first series. I can't remember if it was a tip pass and Alabama intercepted it for a touchdown or it was just a, a wide receiver ran it in for a touchdown, but the wheels fell off the wagon very quickly in that game just based on the outcome of a tip pass. It just, everything just uh, sand or snowballed after that. So It was uh, also Tua's first big few highlights too. Yeah, that's true. Um, that's true. Because we got him on the field so quickly. Well, let's let's burn mm-hmm. through the rest of the SEC East. Mark Stoops in Kentucky. Also somebody who has actually been there for five years. Um, 50 years old. It's a young, it's a young group. Uh, Nick Saban is 66, and the next oldest person is Ed Orgeron at 56. The SEC head coaching core is extremely young. Mark Stoops is 50. He was seven and six last year. He was seven and six the year before that. He is 26 and 36 overall, three three and a half million dollars a year. I mean, he hasn't shat the bed. They almost beat Florida last year. I'm giving him another three because as if if you make yourself respectable, if 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 you do better than Kansas does at football, if you're a basketball school and you show up and you you know contend for almost being second or third in your division then i'm gonna stay the course on you yeah that's a three for me also uh the reason being that at a basketball school if you can get to a bowl game every other year i don't see a reason to to drop your coach uh because he's made them semi-respectable they were within a a whisper Uh, it was a very very faint whisper of play of winning the sec east this year they needed a lot of help in november they didn't get it, but uh, it was almost there for the taking. So they were sort of in it in November. That's not that's not terrible. They uh, they beat Louisville, so uh, one of their big rivals to end the year. They lost the bowl game, so it's it's just a three for me. I think that they can't lost do the much bowl worse. game because their running back re- <laughs> refused poor, poor assistance from, from the receiver. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean the referee. Um, yeah, it's a three just because it's cheaper to keep her. Um, hey, there's, I like that. there's no real reason to split up. Um, it ain't great. It ain't a beauty, but hey, it's all right. And that's all right with me. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Man, tons of threes. Screen door slams. Mark Stoops dress waves. So much. Can. The vision he dances across the porch as the radio plays. Another barn Roar burner Orbison of an exciting individual to talk about. Barry hey, Odom at Missouri. Don't turn me home again. Just can't face myself alone again. Whenever you're done with the Don't entire run back inside, darling. track you know listing of Nebraska. For. So you're scared, and you're thinking that maybe we ain't that young anymore. Show a little faith. Look, it wasn't Imagine me that enough. said I only want this episode to be an hour. If you're, if both y'all you're are working beauty, on a tight sixty, we, hey, need to, we need to stop right. burning, burning through Bruce. And that's all right with me. Barry Odom at Missouri, entering his third year. He's 41 years old. Uh, Missouri's first two years in the SEC East, they went to the SEC championship. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. They won the division. They got killed right. both times, more so by Auburn um, in 2010. But the or whenever that was, but 
11 and 14 in two years. He's making 2.3. I I just don't know. Um, he has been serving as one position or another in Missouri since 2003. Wow, so, that's a long tenure. So he has been there. He's entering his 16th year in Columbia. And I, I mean, if the fans don't like him, then his bosses sure seem to. So, I mean, he's been there since he was 26 years old. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I guess stay the course. You're Missouri. Who cares? Go Tigers. Yeah, for me, it's. I don't think they can do much better. I don't think they can do much worse. It's a three for me with the caveat. Uh-oh. We are rolling out t-shirts to say, got B.O., you know, Barry Odom. And then on the back, it says, we do Barry Odom for life, Missouri head coach, football, SEC, Tigers. I rate that t-shirt a zero. A brick, oh. a brick through your t-shirt's window. That is the. You don't fir- like you don't like the got bo. That Which is part? The, the front of the t-shirt or the back of the t-shirt? That is the Fergie singing the national anthem version of a t-shirt idea. <laughs> the back of that t-shirt is great, Creole. Don't you let uh, negative Nancy over here tear you down, especially at the end when you wrapped it up with <laughs> SEC Tigers. That was particularly good. Right, right. It's they sell themselves. So <laughs> this entire show is bullshit. Waste your summers praying in vain for Savior to rise from these streets. Barry Odom is no hero, and that is understood. That's why I'm throwing a brick through that son of a bitch. Wow. Last wow. year was an embarrassing open. They, they got they their selves you know, together in the second half. It's not long that I'm swayed. <laughs> I'm firing Barry Odom. Firing him? I'm firing him. Goodness gracious, guys. He went to a bowl I game. want you to call him. Sean, I want you to call him and tell him he's fired. And while you're on the phone with him, just let me know, and I'll fire that right through his window. <laughs> I want him to know he's fired. I wanted to punctuate it. I just, I mean, they won the East. I know the East was down, but Missouri should not be a laughing stock. Um, they shouldn't be a punchline and an embarrassment. And they scored a lot of points, um, but they gave up so many more. Now you got to go, dude. You got to go. He did. Barry you know Godum is what you're saying. You know what? He did improve <laughs> on a four and eight to a seven and six. So I'm upgrading him to a two. I'm firing the coordinators. I think that's fair. I th- I think there's room for improvement. Uh, I can I can honestly see. You know what? I I did already call LSU Orgeron being the first to go. Uh, but I could see Odom being in the second or the first to go out of the East because I think that the talent with the new coaches there, it's going to force somebody out, and I think he's the low man on the totem pole. So Yeah. The totem pole. Get it? That's the second T-shirt. I got it, I That's got the te- it second T-shirt I got on that it. one. Silly dog. Hit the totem pole alive. The Odom totem what pole. What the fuck is going on? <laughs> Rounding out the SEC East, everybody's favorite coach, the most likable guy in college football, Will Will Muschamp, South Carolina, entering his third year. He is forty six years old. Another nine and four. That's not bad. 
That's not. That's nothing to nothing 50. to 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 wring your nose at. <laughs> ring your nose. At. <laughs> Fifteen and eleven in two years at a school that is impossible to to do anything at. Steve Spurrier, the best he had was 10, 11 wins. Uh, Lou Holtz couldn't really light the world on fire over there either. 43 and 32 as a head coach all time at, which is basically Florida and South Carolina. Mm-hmm, he's, ma- mm-hmm. he's making just over $4 million a year. Uh, I mean, I guess I'm going to stay the course. If you're South Carolina, you're 9 and 4. But I just don't know. I mean,. Yeah, Sean, I, I, I agree with you. He can wear you thin very quickly. Once he starts losing, he is very unlikable. He's an, uh, an, an embarrassment on the field. Sure, The, the shit sure, that he sure, pulled sure. Um, when he was coordinator at Auburn, when he was D.C. at Auburn, and w- wasn't he, like, storming the field or something like that? He would. He gets too intense. I think he's head-butted lockers and needed stitches, you know, at halftime, and, like, punched players or you know but they chalk it up to oh coach yeah you're getting us all riled up but, but like, he also draws flags he also draws yeah 15 he gets two into it like penalties that hurts his own players so yeah I, I agree with all that uh a nine win season is is great but you got to do it twice to impress me that so it'll be a three me. for me too because that don't impress me i'm much. Um, man, this is a tough one because those sixes look so ugly. Mm-hmm. Um, they look bad, but man, South Carolina was was hurting after Spurrier left. Um, I guess it's a three, but it, I mean, I'm close to a four because again, it's similar to the LSU situation where I just want to send the message that. As a university, we are locked into this, and we think he's got it going. But I'm worried that it was fool's gold last year. Sure. Um, they got a really good quarterback, but you never know how often one of those is going to come along. Um, they did lose their best wide receiver three games into the year last year, and they still had enough to get it done. Um, they beat Michigan in the bowl game, which is spectacular. And I really liked at the time he fired the uh, – the communications company that provides headsets to them at halftime and then rehired them in the final. Um, I did enjoy that part. So I'm going to give him a three, and if if he can give me nine wins next year, we're locking this thing up long term. So in South Carolina, um, I think they're Jake Bentley. They they lost Bentley. Um, the, they attempted 397 passes in 2017. and. Ooh. The quarterback that they lost through nine three hundred and ninety four of them. Wow! So they have they have two potential starters: Michael Scarnecchia, who has been a career backup, and Jay, Michael Scarnecchia, Jay Urick, who got a rep during the bowl prep. Um, hey, that's a t shirt. <laughs> they got a. They have a four star dual threat, Decree on Joiner. But he needs to develop. Um, I mean, I, I I don't think that they're going to have much behind center. But where did Bentley go? Um, I think he just graduated as a sophomore. That don't impress me much. 
yeah, I mean, he's a sophomore, but I, I, I mean, he is. the The popular theory is that he will not be the starter next year either. Who is who is positing this theory? A couple writers, three out of three <laughs> writers that I read. <laughs> I'm gonna save the correction sweeper because I'm now you've com- you've confused me. But I'm pretty sure he's a sophomore. He is a sophomore. And he's definitely not in the draft. No, no, no. You think he's going to get beat out? No. Yes, I think he's going to get beat out. I, I assume. Oh, you're crazy. You're three. talking drunk talk. Well, I mean, come on. I am. Ooh, he did three. Okay. Uh, back to the SEC West. The least exciting head coach to talk about left is Chad Morris, first year at Arkansas. Uh, seven. He he was fourteen and twenty two at Southern Methodist. He is. He's forty nine years old. <laughs> I mean, Ar- Arkansas made a huge play for Gus Malzahn. Malzahn turned him down. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So they picked up Chad Morris. I think was their second their second uh, choice. He is. He was seven and five last year, which means he went two and ten, five and seven, and se- and seven and five. <clears throat> at SMU, they're paying him three and a half million dollars. Um, I mean, I guess it's a step up from Be- Brett Bielema that he's probably not going to attack players on the field and be the most hated head coach in the conference. That mantle has seemed to go to Will Muschamp. So, I mean, I guess it's a step up. It's just he hasn't coached a game. He's a three for me. This is weird for me because his name, as I've said multiple times, this is like the 12th time this episode, Chad Morris. I think he's like the bastardized version of Zach Morris. Like he's his evil twin. Uh, so I am firing this guy on principle. That's it. <laughs> You're making a mockery out of our system. By the way, speaking of, I if you haven't already, I highly recommend the short web series. It's it's from Funny or Die, but it's on Amazon Prime. It's called Zach Morris is Trash. Oh, this, it's a great, great series. Oh, my it really God. Is. Ten episodes. They're like three, four minutes each. And they they burn through an episode of Saved by the Bell, and they point out how awful garbage of a human being Zach Morris is. Yeah, he, there's one one episode of Saved by the Bell where, where he dresses up as an uh, Indian. He, there's that one. There's the one where he dates the girl in the wheelchair, and he keeps pointing out to everyone that she <laughs> is that in a wheelchair. She is disabled. And then the it's, homeless it's, girl uh, with the dad at Christmas. Yeah, yeah. It's so sad. Well, anyway, Morris that's... is trash. Chad Morris is trash, and he's a one. He is the screech of the SEC. He is the Johnny Dakota of the program, getting everyone hooked on drugs. Oh, yeah, yeah. Hey, did you know that NBC uh, exec in that episode at the end that shoots that PSA? He, he, he died in a plane crash at 9-11. Yeah, Brandon Tartikoff, I think. Mm-hmm. R.I.P. Mm-hmm. R.I.P. But Zach Morris so, is absolute trash. Chad Morris is trash too. Chad Morris is a three, and there's I can't add anything. Phil <laughs> has done it again. He is masterful. Um, we are going to Lee County, Alabama. We're going to tote it down to Opelika. Hope you like it down there. 
Uh, Gus Malzahn, 52 years old. He was 10 and 4. Barely missed the playoffs. Barely missed the SEC championship. He was 7 and 6, 8 and 5, two years before that. A 45 and 22 overall record at Auburn. He's making $4 million a year, which more and more these days is not that much. Uh, Just right now, there are one, two, three, four, five SEC coaches that are making as or more, as much or more than he is. Uh, Yeah, I I don't want to Calvin Johnson you here, but I'm pretty sure he he took Auburn to the cleaners uh, when he was – being flirted with. Oh Arkansas. yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. So I, so, I think so that, that might four be was now. the old number. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. It's definitely, okay. it's definitely more now. So it's more now. Um, he is one in four. J more now in bowl games. Sure. Oof. Oof. You. One in four in five years in bowl games. Uh, that one of course being. God damn. I, I, I forget. I can't believe they're one in four in bowl games. Uh, That's not great. Anyway, not great. I mean, you just signed him to this financially debilitating <laughs> uh, contract. I mean, it's it's not going to affect the university. They, they Auburn prints money just like Alabama does, just like a lot of schools do. Um, I mean, he's a three for me because they just extended the contract. But even then, uh, I don't know. I mean, ten and four, they they could have been eleven and one. Um, not that that would have changed going to the the SEC championship, but you know uh, Auburn fans and Alabama haters and Georgia haters alike can argue what Auburn did that they beat both teams in the national championship. But you know you gotta you gotta play within the parameters that the that the rules are that year. You know I mean you can't. You can't say what if, what if, what if, and I mean because of that, Gus Malzahn's only a three. You gotta, if Gene Chizik won a national championship, and it wasn't good enough two years later, I mean I'm surprised Gus Malzahn is still around to be honest. Yeah, this this one is a a three for me also, but all those things Sean laid out are perfectly true. They beat the two teams that were in the championship game. They also lost to the national champion UCF. Uh, nights, so they had a, they had a terribly tough schedule, compounded with playing uh, at Clemson, a college football playoff participant. So they played arguably three of the one, two, three, four of the best teams in the country were on their schedule. Yeah, uh, and three of them gave them losses. So it's it's weird for me because the way that they sputtered against Georgia in the SEC championship game was odd. They blew that game at LSU, um, but I remember saying this last year: if he can turn around the offense, uh, he deserves to stay there. And, and that's they what he did this year. That's that's kind of what yeah. they did. Uh, they rebooted the offense. They looked much better, much much crisper. They got first downs. Uh, they were able to get some points. So I think a three is fine, um, especially with the fat contract that he got. Uh, he took them to the cleaners because they were rotating through ADs, uh, yeah. and they knew if they didn't lock him up, he was going to go to Arkansas. So, um, you know, kudos to Gus Malzahn. Uh, he's going to be there for a while, so it's it's a three. 
And next year is going to be, I mean, Stidham's going to be there next year. At, sure. For one more year at least. And, I mean, after that, they have this guy, Joey Gatewood, behind him that is probably going to be good even after Stidham. So. Right, right. Alabama and Georgia fans have a long haul in front of us. Yeah, I mean, the sentiment should be a four because they, in real life, did extend the contract, and I think that that's what, you know, what last year necessitates, except for the fact I look back at 15 and 16 and see sevens and eights there, and so that's I can't true. get higher than a three. Yeah. Um, because if a, if a four-year span you have one ten-win season at Auburn, you probably should be fired. Um, I know that it's fun, given that they're on the other side of the fence from us, to say, Ah ha ha! You keep firing coaches, blah blah. Right. But I mean, I would be the if if I was if if my coaches had the records that their coaches have, I'd have the exact same sentiment. I cannot fault them for that. I think they're doing it right. I think they should aspire uh, to compete at a national championship level every year. And if they don't, you got to get up out of the paint. So it's a three, and it's going to go from a three to a zero if that number is not double digits or better this year. That's there. It's crazy. Gus Malzahn is always like a two-game losing streak from being on the hot seat and technically he is on a two-game losing streak as we speak Um, but if they drop that first game to Washington I could really see the heat getting on him by the time the LSU game rolls around it could be the loser leaves town game that it always is or seems to be is that in Seattle or Auburn it's in Atlanta it's uh, one of those kickoff oh it's the uh, classic kickoff classic right 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 um, oh, you know SEC going to go on the road playing by the – they don't do it. <laughs> Unless you're Tennessee. Um, I'm not going to end it with Nick Saban. Oh, okay. <laughs> so let's do Nick Saban, the dean okay. of the SEC. The Aha. dean. He has been there since – How great does that sound? Nuts. Nuts. <laughs> especially for the preceding fucking five years before him. Mm-hmm. Um <laughs> Nick Saban's been there since 2007. Uh, this is going to be his 12th year. Mm. Mm. In Tuscaloosa, he's 66 years old. Mm. A young 66. A sprightly mm-hmm, 66. Mm-hmm. 13, old chicken makes good soup. Ah. <laughs> oh. thir- 13-1 and one, uh, last season. We all know what the one was. Uh, was. Um, one national championship. That was the one. That is precisely what it was. I remember posting a uh, a photo on Instagram of the Sports Illustrated cover, um, which should have been the very first Calvin Johnson Memorial Correction Corner. When I said, "Oh, they put Alabama on the cover," and then both of you rightly uh, corrected me that it, uh, you live in Alabama, it's probably regional. But the <laughs> the Alabama cover was Jalen Hurts. They are back. Bama barely missed the the title last year. It won't happen again, and it did not. Um, they barely they barely missed it. Um, they barely barely missed it. But it was uh, Nick Saban is one hundred and twenty seven and twenty at the University of Alabama. Um, he is two hundred eighteen sixty one and one all time. He makes just over eleven million dollars. Whoa. With steal at twice the price, compensation, etc. You know, we a couple years ago, five six years ago, Creel and I were talking about like if you're if you're Texas, just throw twenty. If you really want Nick Saban, don't let this rumor go on every single year. 
with Mac Brown, and then you know Muschamp and waiting, and then Charlie Strong. Just throw twenty million dollars at him. You have the money. Like, just consider Longhorn Network be the bank to get Saban there. Whatever money that makes, throw it at Saban. But they never did. Um, I mean, if you're Saban, you're, I'm renaming the stat the stadium after you. You're better than the Barry. You're the greatest coach of all time in Whoa. in uh, any football, any college pros, Pee Wee, any. Yeah, Sean, Sean put it all out there. So that's it'll be a six for me also. I only make it a six because there isn't a seven. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> wow, that's true. Three sixes, which is exactly what the rest of the conference say when mm-hmm. they think of Nick Saban. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But I mean, it, yeah, we're belaboring the point. It's there's there's sign no, of the beast there's mode. no getting around it. Yeah, there. <laughs> oh, if that's a Sean Major's original. You need to get that on a T-shirt. That's pretty good. I don't know, man. Creel's uh, fucking. Hey, do you have bo? God bo. Go to bo. Go to our campaign. I'm piggybacking off that. I'm not gonna lie to you. Like that's worse than the off-printed like elephant flexing his muscle shirt that you buy for four dollars on the street before an Alabama game. Let's wrap this up because some baby's got to go to bed. Mm-hmm. And I don't mean babies <laughs> derogatorily. Uh, Jimbo Fisher robbed Texas A&M for all they could possibly it's have. True. 100%. <laughs> rightfully so. He rightfully so. I, I always say that you can't blame your record on the loss of any one player, even if it's a quarterback, even if it's somebody um, that is on the shortlist for a, for a Heisman, even if it's the, the best player on your team. You, if you are a good coach, if you're a good football team, you have the depth of somebody to step into that, even if it's for one play or one half or 12 games. Jimbo Fisher had his quarterback knocked out at the end of the first game against Alabama. They proceeded to go four and six for the, their next uh, 10 games. Jimbo Fisher, even before he was done coaching the regular season, left Tallahassee after going 10 and 3, 10 and 3, 83 and 23 at Florida State. He left to go to Texas A&M. Um, he finally after rumors cropping up every single year of Jimbo going to Auburn, to really anywhere, he finally went to Texas A&M. 52 years old, still relatively young. They paid him not just 7.5 million dollars a year. The entire the, the the total of his contract is guaranteed. Wow, hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah, like so. It doesn't years, matter if, what if he, he quit does. tomorrow. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So the, and Creel said this. I think uh, on this show when Fisher got got hired, that there's no incentive to win. There is um, not. If if you're if you're seven, I mean, you're making seven point five million dollars a year, and I think they, I think it's for ten years, however much it yeah. is. I mean, it's it, that's here's seventy five million dollars. You never have to pay any of this back. That being said, he's a yes. three. I mean, let's see, let's see what he does. <laughs> I mean, this all of what Sean said is true. They threw this big pile of money 
and it's not like we'll pay you $5 million a year, and if you win the SEC, we'll, we'll double it, and if you win the national championship, we'll throw you $2 million. It's They settled on 7.5, so like Sean said, kudos to Jimbo Fisher for always keeping somebody on the phone, letting his agent know he was interested in leaving, and fell into a position of a school that is starving for uh, more success than they've had recently, so... I can't blame him for 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 going for it. Uh, I don't think it's going to end out very in in very well for either Jimbo or Texas A and M. But right now, it's it's a three. Uh, but I could really see it falling apart very very quickly because uh, this last year at Florida State, uh, like Sean said, injuries happen. Uh, we saw Alabama go through a whole bunch this year. They didn't phone it in when. Uh, a linebacker got injured or the other linebacker got injured or an offensive lineman got injured. Um, so it's just weird. I, we I, lost I'm our not, entire linebacking core. <laughs> I'm, I'm just not sold on him being this valuable. So, but heck it's, it's a three. We'll see what happens. This is hard. Jimbo Fisher. This one's hard. Jimbo Fisher's entire tenure at Florida State can be summed up in one childish Gambino lyric, and that is, I'm a flirt with this new girl, and I'm a call when it don't work. And, and that's what happened. It finally worked. And he's off with a new girl. Hankins, wrap us up with your score of Jimbo Fisher. <laughs> Man, that seven five and that guarantee and all those things are terrifying. Seventy five million dollars. Um, Can I get an interest free loan, Jimbo? Shit. <laughs> um. Oh gosh, man, it's a three, obviously, but I think that this is a fiery car wreck. This is much closer to a right. fiery car wreck than it is. Jimbo does what the Aggies want and finally puts them on top of the world. Tom Herman just cleaned up Texas in recruiting. They're going to be back. And I know that doesn't affect them as far as, you know, they don't play Texas, but still they're battling for the same kids. Um, He's in the SEC West, which is so hard. It's so hard. And Jimbo's a nine, 10 win guy. Yes. he, he, He got hot. He got the right quarterback at the right time. But look at what he needed to have happen to win that national championship. Auburn should have won that game. Um, there were other tight spots during the season. Then the next season, they they monkeyed around. Winston kept throwing interceptions. They got back to the final or to the playoffs and got destroyed. Um, that's the Jimbo that I remember, not the one that wins nine or ten games. So yeah, it's going to be a car crash. Um, Hankins. What will event? What our listeners will eventually hear will be crystal clear. But to me, and I imagine Creel, uh, you sounded like you were in a bunker in St. Petersburg. So um, I think you probably said a three. Is that correct? Yes, okay, three. Okay, great. three is oh, the answer. We can hear you Sound perfectly much better now. now. Um, well, uh, that concludes our ranking of the SEC coaches. I think this was a steal in getting through this in a little over an hour. Mm-hmm. Um, total averages of Ooh, rankings. Give me those stats. I came in 
this was all low. This was all low compared to other other conferences, which is kind of surprising. I think we're probably more critical to our own conferences. I, I think being, just all those threes is what happened. There were so many new coaches. So many new coaches. It swung it. So many new threes. Uh, a couple bricks through the window. Uh, or one, one brick, one fire, because you didn't like somebody's name. And... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> But Nick Saban really upped all of our averages. Uh, Creel gave an average of 3.0 to everybody. So I am staying the course pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> For the SEC. You gave uh, 12. You gave 12 threes. Okay. A one, a two, and a six. Okay. All right. That seems fair. Uh, well, the conference did produce a national champion and the other and the runner up. So, I guess staying the course would be the prevailing theory anyway. And a team mm-hmm. who played the <laughs> the national champion, right. South South Florida, mm-hmm. the fake national championship, Alabama, uh, champion mm-hmm. Alabama, mm-hmm. Uh, Georgia, and Clemson. Mm-hmm. Uh, Hankins, you were 3.07. That's a little bit above average, sure. Even though you threw a brick through Barry Odom's window? <laughs> Orgeron. Sweet Eddie brought me out of the doldrums. Oh, yeah. And uh, I was the 3.21 because, gosh, I just love that Kirby Smart so much. Yeah. <laughs> right, right. Um, well, that's that's what we got, folks. We're going to be back fully rested, added our usual form um, with episode 59. We've got a couple fun things in the offseason for you. We've got a website up, ttfnetwork.com. There you can find news and notes about what's coming up with TTF as well as the most recent episode from our shows. Uh, like I said, we'll we'll uh, have some fun off-season things for you next week. We're going to start another series uh, talking about probably individual players. If you like what we're doing, don't forget to listen to our other shows, Cold Dog Soup and That's Disgusting, available wherever podcasts can be accessed. And if you like to support us in a more personal way, consider becoming a Patreon at patreon.com slash TTF. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N slash TTF. Tango Tango Foxtrot. If everyone listening right now kicked in a dollar or more a month, we'd be able to make some serious investments into Through the Flag Network. Goodbye, everybody. Don't the other cities ain't they all starting to look all the same?